Christmas. Today is our patronal feast day. I don't know if you know that, but Church of the Incarnation means that we are a Christmas parish. Like, that's what we're all about. We named ourselves after Christmas, in case you didn't realize that. So this is a really big day for us. Happy feast day as well. Because today we celebrate the coming of our Savior, our warrior king, who first came in the most extreme humility, clothing himself with human flesh to hide his magnificent divinity. But it couldn't be hidden. Even though he tried, his divinity still shone through like the light of a star on a dark night. At his birth, shepherds prompted by angels came to worship him. They could see in the first moments of his earthly existence his divinity shining through. Later, wise men and kings would come to bring the king of kings gifts worthy of his station. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold, because that is what you offer to a king. Frankincense, because that is the spice you burn to a god, or the incense you burn to a god. And myrrh, the spice you embalm a dead body with before it is buried. These gifts, recognizing in this tiny child that he is both God and king who would die for his people. His circumcision was his incorporation into the tribe of the people of Israel so that he could fulfill all of the prophecies of the Old Testament. It was also the first time that he would shed his blood for his people in a way that would lead to their salvation. And by his circumcision, Jesus was brought into covenant with God, the same covenant that God made with Abraham. Fourteen generations, we are told, from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile, and 14 from the exile to Jesus. And to the Jewish people, this number, 14, 14, 14, was very important. But why this list of names is important for us is because it has saints and sinners in the family tree of Jesus. It has men and women of both great virtue, and it has literal prostitutes, murders, murderers, and rapists. Their bad actions do not diminish the divinity and purity of Christ's coming and his actions. For Mary's immaculate conception prevents any original sin from contaminating the Christ, but allows him to take on flesh and show that he is like us in all things but sin. His family tree isn't perfect. Therefore, we have the hope that no matter where we come from or what we have faced in life, we would still have the hope that we can be perfected by Christ, that we can cling to him and not to sin, so that we can be together with him forever in the afterlife. And this is why we celebrate Christmas, a Christ Mass, a Mass that celebrates the Incarnation as well as the resurrection of Christ. My brothers and sisters, I have messed up this homily because there's a lot more pages and I'm at the end, so we're going to back up a little bit. <laughs> it's fun when you don't put uh, numbers on it. I was really on a roll there too, huh? You, you didn't even know. Should have just phoned it in and called it early. But anyway, I have other things I need to bring up. Well, wherever I was, covenant, that's right. We started talking about covenant. Well, the idea of covenant is very important, and it's in our readings. 
The idea of covenant is greater than that of a contract because a contract is just an exchange of goods or services between people that can be broken at any time. But a covenant, a covenant is giving of two people mutually so that they are so bound that they become that like one flesh that can only be separated if it leads to the mutual destruction of each. Two people becoming flesh is what a covenant is. And this is why the first reading is seeped in marital poetic language. It speaks of how the Lord desires to marry the people of Israel so that they can be espoused. This is the fanciest way to say that the Lord desires to be in covenant with you and with me. He desires to be so close to us that we are one flesh with him. And he can think of no better way to do that than by giving us his body and blood, soul and divinity to take into our own flesh so that we may be joined in a moment more intimate than conjugal love between spouses. This is why the the reading says that the Lord delights in us. He rejoices in us. He chooses to dwell in us. For ultimately, he loves us. And that kind of love can be overwhelming. We can feel like we do not deserve it. We may feel like we are not worthy of such a great love and deep relationship with our Lord. And that is when those 14 generations become really important. Right? Because we remember, I've already said this, we're going to go through it fast. We have terrible people in the family tree of Jesus. Which means that if you have been a terrible person in life at times, there is still hope. Because we have seen a great light in the midst of the darkness of humanity. We do have this feast of Christmas, a mass devoted to Christ, which does celebrate both his incarnation and coming in the flesh, as well as his resurrection, the perfection of that same flesh, which leads to our salvation. So my brothers and sisters, Merry Christmas indeed, for we are no longer a people walking in darkness, for our great light the light of the world, the Christ, has finally appeared.